0: Steph Wilberdeen is a fellow trainer. She trained at Mark Fisher Fitness in New York City and then also opened her own gym out in LA. She has a passion for music and performing, which if you think about a trainer, being a trainer on stage doing group coaching is very much like performing in front of an audience. And in 2020, when the world shut down, Steph launched Leading Lady Fitness, which is an online fitness community where she offered online group classes and private one-on-one sessions. She was a member of the Thyroid Strong community. She went through Thyroid Strong, the six-week program, after getting diagnosed about four months ago with Hashimoto's, and she shares her experience of what Thyroid Strong was like for her, coming into it as a trainer, as someone who knows exactly how to do kettlebells, and... She has some great recommendations and great insight into Thyroid Strong as someone who is not a newbie who sits on the couch and never, you know, only gets 2,000 steps a day. She's coming at it from a trainer with a wealth of knowledge and learned new things from the program. So check out her episode. It was really fun to have her in the program as well as interview her on Thyroid Strong Podcast. Steph Wilberdeen, welcome to Thyroid Strong Podcast. Super excited to have you just because we have been in like the same spheres, the microcosms, but have never yeah. crossed paths until online. So I know. let's chat about your time in New York City. I was there okay. for years. You were there for
1: 16 and then nine months.
0: And then COVID locked it all down. So you were first a student and then a coach at Mark Fisher Fitness in New York City, yes. which has a very, like if people don't know, has a very... Particular vibe and clientele that people who come to classes are called ninjas. Everything is very neon. And there's lots of unicorns.
1: It's an amazing place, and it still is. And I think it's hitting. I think it's in its tenth year now, maybe eleventh. And I was there as a ninja, as a client, as a ninja after having worked with Mark Fisher before we, we met doing a, a show together, a theater show. And then I did one of his his program where he was just renting space in the middle of Midtown Manhattan. And, and then that took off so quickly that he then needed to open an actual space. And then I went there and I was a client and a ninja. And then one day after class, he pulled me aside and was like, what are your thoughts about working here? And I was like, oh, you mean like on the business team or on the front desk or like, I just did not assume coach. And he was like, no, no, no. I mean, as one of our trainers, like, I think you have a very, I think your journey is very relatable and, you know, you move like an athlete you always have. So like, I don't need to worry about, you not being able to coach from that side of it, you know. But I would take you onto my wing and kind of teach you the way I want you to teach. And I was like, okay, can I think about it? Because I was really taken, you know, aback. And I think I texted him two hours later. And I was like, I'm in. Love it. Yeah.
0: So good. So how how did your journey progress? Because you were diagnosed with Hashimoto's last year?
1: Actually, not even this past September. Oh, this so a month ago. Yeah.
0: yeah. It progressed from like your trainer, your training clients, yeah. COVID craziness. To getting diagnosed?
1: So I spent 2018, I moved to LA and opened a gym. I had my own kettlebell group fitness studio. And I actually think I probably developed this around 2020 if I'm really looking back to the way I was feeling. I also went into ovulatory dysfunction with all of this, and that happened sooner. And I obviously noticed that because I stopped getting my cycle. But it was a lot. It was a lot of going back and forth with physical therapists to diagnose this low back pain I couldn't get rid of. There was a lot of hip and pelvis stuff I was trying to figure out. And and then I moved back to New York a year ago. So 2022. And... I was setting up my care, my medical care in the city. And I went to a gynecologist to set up care. And she did, she goes, we're just going to do some basic blood work. You know, you haven't had your period in a couple of years. So let's just rule things out. Probably just early menopause, whatever, or in menopause. And so that came back and she's like, your thyroid needs, we need to get you to an endocrinologist. She started me on thyroid medication right away until I could get into the endocrinologist. Three months later, I got into one, more blood work, went to see him and he was like, you have Hashimoto's.
0: Do you know when your labs were at the time when your gynecologist kind of was like, we're putting you in meds, we're sending you an endo?
1: Yes. I mean, I don't have, I could not repeat to you what they say, but, and it was all, honestly, the gynecologist was like, we're going to do blood work to just make sure we're not missing anything, but you are most likely in menopause. And that was actually the hardest thing for me. I... Knew I probably was never gonna get pregnant because of the age I'm at and life circumstances. But that was the harder thing for me at the time was to really sit with that expiration date on my body. I mean, that subway home was pretty, like my baseball hat was really low on that subway ride home. But then fast forward to the endocrinologist and him asking me questions like, have you been in like pain you can't really explain? I was like, yes. Have you been suffering from anxiety and depression? Yes. Like all these questions I had yeses to And then when he told me I had Hashimoto's, it was like this light bulb and I barely had an emotional reaction to it. I was just thankful that it all made, it was all being explained.
0: Yeah. Almost like a, it's not in my head or there's finally some logical explanation to it. Yeah. 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 So Uh, what, what happened after you saw the endo? Like what kind of, what kind of steps was he like, okay, we're going to walk this path yeah. Was it more, OK, here's meds, this is what you're going to be on. These are the symptoms you're going to have. Or was it a little more like, hey, let's talk about food and maybe some other. I mean, he was
1: pretty like, mind you, this is all happening in September of 22. So just four ish months ago. And I was already planning my exit out of New York. So I was trying to get all these doctor's appointments in before I left. And I was planning my own one woman show and doing all this stuff. So everything was happening very quickly. But he he essentially said zero gluten, right? You need to like, get and, and I was pretty much, I've been gluten-free for a few years. Um, And then he's like, and then I'm going to say no to low dairy. You might just need to explore that on your own. And then he bumped up my thyroid medication just a little bit and then put me on progesterone because of my ovulatory dysfunction, as he described it. And he said, I want you to take it for 14 days on and 14 days off for the first few months, because we're going to see if we can actually bring your cycle back. And then if that doesn't happen, we'll take it from there. And so that's what we did for a few months. And then just before the holidays, we did a tele-session and he, you know, followed up and my cycle never came back. So now he's like, you can just take progesterone every day now. And because it, I tell you the progesterone really like, my mood and my distraction levels just changed so much. My focus was so much better. And I would say within two weeks, my low back pain was gone almost 70 to
0: 80%. I mean, that's incredible because, I mean, progesterone is anti-inflammatory, protective, and, you know, coming from it from a chiropractic angle, you could have seen PT and chiropractors all day long, but you wouldn't, it wouldn't have helped. You would have keep coming in and been like, oh, like I still feel it. So yeah. Well, how are your workouts at that time? Non-existent. Non-existent.
1: I mean, mean, not non-existent back. If we backpedal a little bit to when I was still in LA, I was in so much pain all the time. I had a physical therapist that somebody else in the fitness industry recommended to me. It was during COVID. We did a lot of zoom sessions. And I told him, I said, I'm really like mentally struggling because I haven't worked out in a year and a half, really. I I do a lot of walking and hiking. And he was like, well, you could you could cycle like that's not going to hurt your lower back because we didn't know what was going on. So I got a Peloton. So I was on my Peloton all the time, but I wasn't training weight training at all.
0: Did you notice a difference in muscle tissue? Right. Because you have a training background, right? Yeah. Nobody's like, oh, train, have muscle tissue versus maybe something that's quote unquote, low impact, be a little more cardio focused. Did you notice a difference in your muscle tissue or in body composition? I'll tell
1: you when I noticed it. And maybe I'm fast forwarding too quickly in the interview, but I noticed it when I started working with you. Oh. Because I was so mentally like the word coming to me is like mentally like stuck in pain that I didn't even, I didn't even care how strong I was. I just wanted to get out of pain. And so I noticed it when I started training with you, I was like, oh yeah, we've, we've lost a lot of our strength. It will come back. But I didn't really notice until I re-entered strength training.
0: It's very humbling to step away for a little bit for whatever reason, right? For (gasps) pain, for like autoimmune flare up. And sometimes I would just have these memories of when I have come back and I warm up with a 135 hex bar deadlift. You know, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so heavy. And I'm thinking back to like when I used to train consistently. And that was that was like, oh, this is like my light warm up. And then, you know, entering feeling like, wow, this is really. One day
1: after I found myself scrolling on my phone to find these old videos from Mark Fisher days. Yeah. And I had done this program with my friend Amanda Wheeler, who was at Mark Fisher with me. And uh, she had a strength program I did. And I had worked up to like a double 20. or 22 double 22 squat for like a set of three or something that's heavy and it's heavy that's like 80 90 pounds right and i watched the video and i was like oh god and i was holding a 12 kilogram single bell thinking oh my god
0: yeah it's humbling it's very humbling how did you find thyroid strong
1: this is why the internet is so great okay So there are so many days where I'm like, I need to take my eyeballs off this damn screen. I'm going to get to be 90 years old, hopefully, and be like, i spent my whole life looking at the screen. But as soon as I knew that I had a pathway forward out of pain, I started like researching everything. And I didn't know, I don't know, I didn't know a lot about Hashimoto's. I, I knew a bit about it from some other clients. And so I literally think I Googled Hashimoto's and like, your website was there. So great SEO. And I was scrolling. I was like, this woman's in New York. Interesting. And then I went to your Instagram. I'm like, no, she's not. And then I went back to the website. And as I was scrolling, there were like some pictures of a few people in the room doing something. And I noticed Matt Semridge, and Matt had come to Mark Fisher many times and done some in-service work with us. Right. So I literally was like, well if Matt works with her, she's legit. Let's move forward and I reach out to you.
0: Amazing. I love yeah. Matt. I love
1: that guy. He's great. She's so I great. and he commented on something I shared at some point and and I was like it's because of you that I found her. But I knew left to my own devices, I would probably even though I'm a trainer, I knew my program design needed to be more specific for me at that point. and I really just wanted to get back to the gym safely and not overdo it. And that's why I just reached out and I said, I don't know if I need 12 weeks because I I do know how to manage kettlebells and handle them. And you said, nope, you need six. And it was great. And I did every single workout.
0: I have to say you are very much the personality type. Like you give you a plan, you execute, which is amazing. That's like the dream person, right? Because a lot of people are like, I haven't started because uh-huh. my kettlebells are downstairs and I work out upstairs and <laughs> you know like just oh, whatever
1: comes up. That's so funny you said that because my friend I'm living with here right now in Dallas. I'm just in Dallas for like a blip of time. We were chatting the other day and he said to me, He's like, I forget what word we used, but like, you're you're an executor.
0: You're an executor. 100%. And I was like,
1: I am. Maybe that's why it's so hard to run.
0: The checklist is too long. I I'm the same yeah. way. I'm like, just give me a plan. I just want to feel better. Mm-hmm. Just give it to me and I'll do it. And yeah. It was interesting on my end, because I was like, oh, here's a trainer who knows kettlebells, knows knows the form. Like every single form I say, she's kind of like, Oh yeah, I know that. Yet you found value in the program.
1: Completely. I I, I think a coach always needs a coach to some extent. Not maybe yeah. every day and every month, right? We have seasons yeah. where we need it. Yeah, I have a, a former client of mine who trained with me, who's now a coach, and I still coach her. And she's like, I need the time, right? But anyway, it felt a couple things. It felt really nice to have someone lead me and... There was, you know, attention to detail and cues that I either hadn't heard before, like your your variation on things, or it had been a while and I was like, that's a good reminder. Specifically, the attention to some breathing stuff I found really, really helpful, namely in some pressing stuff that we did on our back and not having an arch in my lower back, right? Like, I intellectually understand why we cue it for most people, but for me, it just never feels good. And the Yeah, a lot of that breathing stuff has been really game changing for me in my in my continued training. It also felt, you know, it felt really great is because I was following a program and someone was telling me what to do and I was just going to do it is that if I got to the gym at one o'clock, did the warm up, did the workout and it was 135, I was like, done. I didn't have that like, I should stay and do more. I'm not here long enough. Like, I just felt really taken care of because I knew it was so thought out.
0: Yeah. Almost like that t- permission to kind of honor like, OK, so I'm working out for my body where it is in this place in time, which is like on in the beginning journey of having an autoimmune condition and yeah. going into early, early menopause. Yeah. And your body feels different. It's, it's so yeah. crazy to think like I'm like, no man's going to like really feel that like, experience on like a under the skin kind of level.
1: Right. I mean, you think about it and this isn't like any, you know, male bashing like any change that really happens is just a natural circumstance of age and or a baby injury. I hope not. Right. But none none of it is like built in. Yeah. Right. We have built in changes that we cannot we cannot avoid.
0: Yeah. I mean, I bring it up because I think culturally and again, it's not like man bashing, but it's culturally, it's. Sometimes there's such a strong messaging of, you know, eat less, work out more, move more, like push through the fatigue, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of like giddy up, man up, like kind of yeah. push yourself to overcome. Like, no, dude, you don't get it. Like if I overdo it, I literally like can't finish my sentence for like two days.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah.
0: Like a, a, it was also level.
1: Yeah. It was also important for me because once I kind of got pr- like information that. Let me rephrase that. Once my pain was explained a little bit more, and I understood there was a path forward. In addition to training, I'm also a performer, and I was in so much pain that I was like, "I don't know if I can do eight shows a week. Like, if this is the kind of work I'm trying to get, and I can't physically do it, I need to figure this out, right?" So, training to be able to do my job, if one, if I, if one comes my way, was also really important to me.
0: Yeah that's like, that's what fills the soul, right?
1: Fills the soul. And like, oddly, as a trainer, I don't need to be in in that kind of shape. Like, I can train somebody in pain. Right. Which seems odd, but I can. And I have for the last, I had for two and a half years. And that was mentally tricky, right? To be like, let's swing this blah, blah, blah. And then in my head going, I can't do that right now.
0: Was there any imposter syndrome when you were like were there any really? like feelings that came up like that
1: tons of that and tons of like you know back in the day when i first started in the fitness industry i had a few interactions with other people in the industry that made me feel really judged and it was all like oh you work at you work at the you work at mark fisher fitness oh and then a lot of like looking up and down like i don't look like a trainer and i struggled with that for a really long time and then i did kind of look like a trainer whatever that means but you know I was able to kind of transform my body the way I wanted it to feel be and feel strong and then not being able to train for so long and not even the size of my body but the the weakness that I felt it, it felt really shitty to be completely honest and that has felt good again like just even I do a lot of zoom one-on-one coaching and even to be able to like pick up the couple kettlebells I have here and get on the floor and get back up again. That was hard six months ago. I mean, yeah. huge
0: transformation. So after Thyroid Strong, you kind of continued, right? Because yeah. I mean, autoimmune condition is definitely a journey. You have continued this journey.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm kind of in a cycle where I'm at the gym about three days a week. And then I'm doing a ton of power walking. And I love it. It's like one of my, it's like my go-to peace moment. I love it so much. And currently I'm not quite, this week I've had, my hip is flared up a little bit from some other stuff. So I'm kind of taking it easy, but that's kind of my thing. Two to three days of strength training and three, three mile power walks a week. And I just feel great.
0: Which I think is important, right? Because I think sometimes the perception is we need, we need to be in the gym five days a week, six days a week. Right. Yeah
1: that's a hard thing to well it's hard that's a hard mindset to shift in ourselves but also in your clients and i have some people right now working with me online in this new program i have and it's the new year which is also tricky so there there's a lot of like i want to do this program perfect i want to do this program and i was like just remember that one of the tenets of this program is to create a long-term lifestyle and not work out 6 days a week yeah and it's really hard people want to pay for Big transformation really fast.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's tricky, right? Cause then let's say the transformation's weight loss. Let's just say hypothetical. Like losing muscle tissue is part of that weight right. loss. And then like how do you preserve muscle tissue? Try not to lose too much of it while still changing your body composition, you know, mm-hmm. fat, having that big transformation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What were some of your favorite things about thyroid strong?
1: I love I did I love the I love the weekly lives. I thought those were really helpful for a few reasons. One, as a participant, it was really helpful to hear other people's questions and just listen in to like what other people are doing to navigate around things and then to listen to you coach them through that. As a coach, it was really fun to watch you coach people. I learned a lot. You re- that was what was cool about it too, right? Like if somebody came on and they had some questions, you're like, great, grab your kettlebell, right? And we were like, here I am watching you coach somebody. And it was really... Fascinating! I love that about it. So, and I do think the access, right, having that access and and then seeing people and being able to take advantage of it was really great. That was one thing I loved. The other thing I loved is even though I was going to a gym to do this because of where I'm living right now, I don't have a lot of weights with me. This gym had plenty of kettlebells, but still, like, I use three every time. You know, I need a lot. You don't need a lot. No. You don't need a lot, and. I was able to just like kind of grab a few things, set up my own little corner of this gym and get my shit done and leave and And then I will say the day we finally got to do swing, I was like, "Oh, and I waited. I actually waited, I followed the rules, and I waited so that so I guess the thing about the program that I should say to that note is the build it was it's a really smart well thought out build up to. The baller moves, if you will, right—the things that make you feel like such a badass that are also wildly beneficial. Totally. But the buildup is so—you're so taken care of. You really take care of people in this program.
0: Yeah, I—I I, when I first programmed Thyroid Strong, which is like the six week, the idea, the person in mind was the woman with Hashimoto's who has worked out before, maybe touched a weight, but maybe injured themselves or burnt out, and just kind of want to do it better and smarter, mm-hmm. and. A lot of people were coming to the program who only were walking 2,000 steps a day, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to have to kind of like transform the program, like almost put a beginner piece, because mm-hmm. you know, the actual program now, I guess, could could be beginner intermediate, maybe. But yeah, it was interesting to just connect with women and hear them be like, yeah, this is great. You know, I had to kind of go through it twice, once with a lighter weight, once with a Heavier mm-hmm. weight, and then create something to kind of tack on the beginning to progress it slower. And I was nervous. I actually the original program was programmed with a little bit more reps, right? Like mm-hmm. some of it's like three reps, like mm-hmm. like three reps. But I really had to dial it back because in the beginning, Matt and I actually worked together of like, okay, hey, what would this look like? Because we were treating women with Hashimoto's in person, right. and for the online piece, I actually had to dial it back more, yeah, because people for- coming in at kind of all different entry points. So, yeah.
1: And I mean, I have to say, like, I thought about this a lot while I was going through the pro- your program because I, I guess, started at the intermediate part. Right. Yeah. But I thought a lot about it. And as a coach, training with kettlebells is really hard to do virtually. It's it really it's is. really hard. So anybody listening who is working with Emily right now and you have amazing technique, it's because she's an excellent coach. It is really hard. It's hard to train people with kettlebells in person. Yeah. So the attention to detail in your program, you know, to get people six weeks in holding a kettlebell properly on an offset squat or an overhead press is a feat in and of itself. It really is. Yeah. So <laughs> really good is. job. <laughs> Thanks.
0: <laughs> so what did you, did you change other than like gluten-free, dairy-free, did you change any other factors in how you're eating or your kind of like your food journey? Yeah. I can I mean, see your I'm Instagram only... and I'm like, can she come over and cook?
1: I know. Well, and I also happen to be living with a friend right now who's an amazing cook and he's like willing to do gluten free stuff with me. But, you know, because of some of the resources in Thyroid Strong, I was able to go like, okay, let's let's pay more attention to protein intake. I always kind of, I am somebody who eats a decent amount of protein anyway, but I was definitely like, I think I could bump it up a little bit more. So that's definitely changed and become more consistent now with just what I like to call like a snapshot of the plate, right? Like looking and going, like, do I have protein and is it enough? Right? Like one egg isn't enough or whatever the thing is. So really paying attention to my protein levels and just focusing that the plate has everything I know I need on it. And it doesn't need to look like something I would serve at a dinner party. Right. It just needs to be something to like get me through the day. I think that's a big hang up people have with food. They're like, can I just eat this? Like, Yeah. You can just eat a piece of chicken and a piece of toast avocado on it if you want. And they can be separate things on one plate. It doesn't need to be. So just remembering and kind of dialing back because I love to cook. Dialing back on my breakfast and lunch most days of being very simple and what I like.
0: I love it. Simplicity, yeah.
1: 100%. Yeah, yeah.
0: I have salt for spices.
1: <laughs> yeah, and interestingly enough, I went to this fitness um conference in August, not August, November and in Austin. Austin in November came out as August. And because of my kind of reset on food with your program and just knowing what's going on with my body. A lot of ideas around my food coaching came from it, right? Of like, we need to make this simpler and easier. And so now I'm using this, some of these new ideas in my own coaching programs.
0: I love it. Tell me about your coaching program, Leading Lady Fitness.
1: Leading Lady Fitness is my brand, so to speak, which I came to me working with Jill and Chante, actually. For those of you listening that aren't theater people, when you are in a show, there is like a leading lady of the show or a male lead of the show. And I had heard an interview a long time ago by a very famous Broadway actor. And he and somebody said to him, what is your responsibility as the lead? And he said, my responsibility is to care for the energy of everybody involved. Whether on oh. stage, off stage, the usher, the lighting, the people, whatever, and I thought, oh, that's cool. I like that. So that's where leading lady fitness came from. I like that. And, and also, yeah, my it's attack. a lot of weight. On it's a lot of weight, but also my and I knew because I knew I wanted to like bring my training back to the Broadway community somehow. So I did a lot of Zoom training over the pandemic, as many people did. And there's only so many hours in the day, and so many. Ways you can juggle time zones. And so I was trying to figure out a way to coach more people in a one-on-one capacity. And so I launched in the new year Leading Lady Fitness Online. And essentially all programs are delivered over the app True Coach. And people can do them at home. They can do them at the gym. It's very dumbbell focused so that people can have easy access to it right now. And they, yeah. So it's all online and we just started. We're in week two. I do, I do still one on one train a handful. You know, I have a, I have some clients that I do that, but it's been awesome. I have people in LA, New York, London, and I miss coaching a lot of people,
0: like in a group setting,
1: in a group setting. And this is kind of giving me a little bit more of that brain, that part of my brain that has to like switch quickly for people. So I'm really enjoying it. It's still new. So we'll see. (laughs) I love it. Yeah.
0: It's interesting from the pandemic I've had a lot of trainer friends who had to pivot obviously to Zoom coaching and it was one on one and some of them taught group classes and you know those weren't happening and that that yearning for it like they really missed it.
1: Yeah. I actually did I I started the pandemic with Zoom classes group like I'd have a screen of people With like wine bottles or books, like anything they could find because everybody bought all the weights off the internet.
0: Right. And $400.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And so I did Zoom classes on and off up until this past December. Wow. And then I finally, they're done.
0: Yeah. Was it just like an energetic shift? You're like, I'm exhausted.
1: Yeah, it was energetic shift. The size of classes started to taper off a little bit and I... I knew that I wanted to shift my business a little bit and I didn't want to have that set class on the schedule all the time. And it was a hard decision because I felt like I was making the decision for me and not for the people. And that's hard for me. But I want my business to be a little bit more location, not location independent because it is, but I wanted less things on my calendar that I had to change. Got it. Because like I'm- Flexibility. Flexibility. I'm auditioning. If I were to book a job, I would need to like, things around. I don't want to disappoint all these people taking class. So it was just time to kind of say thank you and move on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I love it. For the woman who is maybe on the fence about doing thyroid strong, what would you tell them?
1: I would tell them that the investment is future. It's like a future investment we have to make right now, right? Like it's about setting up a foundation that you can rely on for a very very long time and something i have discovered with myself over the past 6 months or not even 6 months 4 months and and since i was able to start moving pain free again with with thyroid strong is that the connection to our body is so important and thyroid strong won't only get you into training with weights again specifically with kettlebells it'll also probably inspire other movement in your life that will bring you joy
0: Like power walking.
1: Like power walking, like hiking, like like anything. I had to do a dance combination the other day for an audition. Wow. I'm terrible at it, but I was able to do it.
0: So it's interesting because I have a lot of women who come to Thyroid Strong and they're like, I work out, I walk. And I'm like, well, it's different. And usually I kind of dig a little bit with questions of like, oh, after a certain period of walking, does something ache? you know, or does anything come up, you know, in terms of injuries? And like, oh, well, sometimes like my low back aches or my SI joints ache. And I kind of share that, you know, if you build a foundation of strength, maybe you could be walking further. So like that thing you love to do. Yeah. You just do it more. Right. Because you build that foundation.
1: Some of my favorite days are when I train and walk like it's fun. I'll like go train and then I'll go take a walk to like celebrate it. I think it's an interesting like conversation around language in our industry specifically around working out and training yeah you know like people like what do you do for your workouts well I do this I do this this, versus like weight training right so and there's still a lot of fear around it I get it people see kettlebells being thrown around in very peculiar ways and they get a little scared you know so one thing with thyroid strong is I don't I don't think there's a safer way that somebody could teach people how to move kettlebells around than with your program.
0: I love it. Thank you yeah. for that. One question that I'm just curious about is, I've noticed, and maybe it's just like my social media feed, that there's this, you know, a lot of women ask, oh, well, I'm scared, you know, lifting a weight, getting bulky, already, it's already difficult to lose weight with Hashimoto's, and I feel like there's this trend right now of like, being strong is embraced. It's celebrated, like the mm-hmm. kind of Kate Moss, yeah, is like not as popular i'm like is this just my instagram feed or is this like across the board
1: i think it's i think there's a lot more of consistent conversation around women and weight training for sure i think the don't get too bulky is like just this like annoying lingering narrative that was in the early 2000s that isn't true and and the science behind what it takes to get bulky, people don't want to like, it's like they just don't, they just say, I don't want to get bulky. I'm like, would you understand the, the science of what it would take to get there? You would be eating, like, it's just, they don't, they just don't want to look a certain way. But then they see, but then a lot of times I've had a conversation like, well, tell me what you do feel like you want to feel and aesthetically what you're looking for. And then they'll like, maybe show you a picture or, a, and I don't know, show you something. You're like, well, that person lifts weights. Right. Yeah. And so, but no, I, I agree. I think there's a lot. And I think it's awesome because I think the more, the more familiar weight training can become the better, I think for all people, but specifically for women, when you tap into that physical strength, it really just so much good for your, for your like personal power in the world. percent. Right? Yeah. 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 There's this really interesting documentary right now on Netflix called Stutz. You heard about this? I haven't. It's T-U-T-Z. It's the last name of this man who is a therapist to Jonah Hill.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay.
1: Yes. So I'm only bringing this up because, and I'm going to butcher this. So if you're listening and you want to learn more, go look it up. But he talks about your life force and there's a pyramid. And the bottom of the pyramid is where you always have to start after you, like if you're having feelings of disconnection, anxiety, whatever these things are. And the first level is always connection to physical self. Come back to your body always. And as trainers, as very specific niche trainers, you're way more niche than I am. If you can give somebody that throughway to that connection, it's such a gift.
0: It is such a gift.
1: It's such a gift. There's a lot of people. Do you know how many women and one man have reached out to me and say they have they've had Hashimoto's? They have it. Like many? so many. Like I got diagnosed this long ago. You were in my most recent newsletter. I linked you. So I don't know if people are coming your way, but like so many people, they're like, I've had it for four years and this, that, and the other. And my endocrinologist actually told me that there's a huge upswing in autoimmune as a result of the pandemic.
0: Ah, interesting.
1: And the stress that it put on people's lives.
0: Yeah, I could totally see that staff thank you so yeah. much for sharing your journey i mean it was so fun to have you in the program it was actually like a little nerve-wracking at times because i was like oh, <sighs> she's a trainer and she's legit she does kettlebells and she did it mark fisher and she's probably like what is a three reps but i'm so glad that you enjoyed it oh. I, like it just it, so many times sometimes i see thyroid strong as like the vehicle to get out of the stuck whatever is making us feel yeah. stuck to just yeah. start It's like, like I see it as like the ignition sometimes. Where can people find you?
1: You can find me on Instagram leading lady fitness underscore leading underscore lady underscore weird website is all linked there. And my website has like blogs and recipes. I'm, I'm trying to get a little bit more thorough with that kind of stuff. But I just want to say one more thing to those listening, especially people who are women who have Hashimoto's, the gym can be very overwhelming and so, that's one thing I should have said earlier to be able to walk in the gym with a plan and not have to pay attention to anybody else in that space but yourself is worth the price of admission to to there's just so much pride in that feeling of going in and doing the work and leaving and feeling like you know what's going on. It's so good so it's it's worth every penny for that alone and then some, but yeah, come my way if you have any more questions people i will I will send you I will send you to the program always thank you lady. <laughs>
0: And yeah. you also have a podcast people should check out.
1: Oh, yes. Leading Lady Fitness Podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network.
0: Awesome. And you interview yeah. Broadway.
1: I interview a lot nurses. of Broadway performers, mostly women, but not all around their journey, body, self, food, all the relationships that are intertwined with all of that. And yeah, we we have two seasons that are up and we'll probably dive into season three here soon.
0: I love it. Thank yeah. You so much for being on that. Oh, thank
1: you. It was such an honor to be here. Thank you.